Welcome to Double Burst, a podcast about Dice Masters. We are a group of Utah players that want to bring you the latest Dice Masters, news, strategies, tips, and more. Whether you're a new or seasoned player, we hope this show has something for you. I'm KT Data, one of your hosts, and welcome to episode 82. In this episode, we'll be talking about maximizing that experience from Dungeons & Dragons, how to use the brand new Dungeons & Dragons globals, and we wrap it all up with the best Dungeons & Dragons dragons. But before we do that, let's kick it off with a real quick rules forum update. All right, guys, we are here with Dr. J kicking off the episode, which is always a good sign because we have a rules forum update. Always a good sign. Um, we're going to go a little bit of rapid fire because there's a lot of them, but they're you know pretty quick. So the first one, I'm excited for this one. The question was, do traps work with gadget, the Gadgeteer keyword? Yeah, I, I like this one because we talked about it specifically on the last segment and we didn't know. And then that we have, now we have an answer for it. So it's really nice to be able to follow up that last segment with this one. And so the answer is yes, Gadgeteer does work with traps. Traps are basically continuous yeah. action dice and they are treated like continuous action yeah, dice. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping they'll update the keyword page to include traps because right now on the keyword page, Gadgeteer, if you guys aren't familiar with it because it's the one keyword from that set no one used, <laughs> um, is when a character die with Gadgeteer attacks, you may roll a gear die or an action die or a trap die now with continuous keyword with the continuous keyword in your use pile. If you roll a non-energy phase, you may move it into the field zone. Otherwise, return it to your use pile. So... Hopefully, people will be thinking of teams to get their traps back in. Yeah. Um, the next one, this one's kind of, we, we hear it a lot, but this one was a bigger question because it's two sets now. The question was, um, can you use the doppelganger from Tomb of Annihilation with the doppelganger from Maxim, the Maximum Carnage team pack on the same team? And the answer is no, because the doppelganger in D&D is just, you know, the character that Doppelganger from Spider-Man is playing in his D&D campaign, and it's the same character, actually. So, <laughs> I like the backstory. I like together. the backstory. Yeah. <laughs> He's really unoriginal naming his, his characters. So. Oh, you mean like me naming my site and everything? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, but, but the spelling is exactly the same. There's no differences mm. in the name, so that's why you can't play them together. So, yeah, it kind of clarifies, doesn't matter what IP it's from. If the name's the same, you can't do it. Exactly. All right, so the next one is the question, again, about the Green Mile, as Russ calls it, the uh, uh, Green Devil Mask, and if you have more than one active. So the question is, what happens when those trigger? Um, and so... They, they, the the question at gives you you know a couple options, but the ability of the green devil mask is um, trigger your opponent has four or more active character dice. Effect your opponent must reroll all their active character dice. Move any of that roll and energy face to their use pile. So what happens if you have say two or three of them? So if you have multiple of them in the field, then after the first reroll, if anything rerolled as a character face, you reroll it again for every trap that triggers. So up to three times if you have three trap dice in the field, three of this particular trap die in the field. Yeah, I kind of like it because in the back of my mind, it just, you know, you know those uh, videos of like mouse traps just all setting each other off? Like, like I just... <laughs> I don't like it because of all the traps in the D&D set that didn't get a max one. This one needed a max one, <laughs> right? That poison dart trap didn't need a max one. This one did. But it's max four, so. Yeah, and, and the green mile gets a little bit stronger. Yeah. All right, so the next one is the question about Guardian of Faith and unblockable characters. So Guardian of Faith's ability is whenever you could use a global ability, you can send this die to the use pile to have a target level one attacking character die considered block without assigning a character die to block it. Burst, double burst. Instead, you may target any attacking character die of any level. Uh, or an attacking die of any level. So the question is, could you use this to, quote-unquote, block a unblockable character? No. That's the answer, <laughs> yeah. and that's the answer the WizKids Rules Forum gave, no. And yeah. this was answered previously on yeah. a ruling about Clea. Yeah, and it, it makes sense, because they're unblockable, so you can't just... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they're unblockable. Yeah. They can't be blocked. Yeah. Um, all right, so the next one is, this is because you had six of these the first time we drafted. <laughs> Russ had six of them the last time we drafted. <laughs> he should have learned his lesson. I didn't. It was the first time. So it's the, the Tyrannosaurus zombie. Um, the question, so the ability of the Tyrannosaurus zombie is, um, well, ability, when fielded, you may purchase a zombie die, a character die for free and immediately field at levels two. So the question is, what constitutes a zombie character die for the purpose of its effect? It's a character that is named zombie, not a character that 
looks like a zombie, not a character that has undead in its subtitle. It's not zombie Magneto. It's just nep. It's just zombie. That's it. Which is only from the D and D set. Yeah, which which is kind of interesting because zombies aren't like dragons. You know, they don't. You know, dragons have their own special rules, and as far as I can tell. That's the only group of cards that has their own special rules. Not zombies, not pirates, not constructs. Yeah. Just just dragons. Plus zombies are or dragons are cooler. I so would like more I would like more it. zombies <laughs> in another set that like really paired well with this yeah. guy. But yeah. All right. And so the next one, I think this is always a good reminder. So the question is Gadgeteer in a tune. The question was if I successfully roll an action face after Gadgeteer is triggered, would that count as using an action die for the purposes of a tune? Yes, actually. Uh, so this is something that we haven't talked about recently, or but, hasn't yeah. come up in the rules form yeah. recently. But every once in a while, people need a refresher. When you put an action, a continuous action die into the field, that is when it is considered used, yeah. and that's when a tune would trigger. Yep. All right, and then this last one um, is this was I, I think this was a good kind of question that needed to be answered because you'd run into it often. So it was the question about the skeleton key versus the green devil mask. So the green devil mask, of course, if you have four um, characters in the field, um, you have to re-roll them. So the question was, if you have three characters in the field and then you field the skeleton key, which has the ability when fielded, move a trap to the owner's use pile, does it trigger the trap or does the skeleton key move it out of out of the um the field before it can activate and once again the green devil mask comes out on top and wins so <laughs> the skeleton key just triggers it 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 i i guess you could technically say it sends it to the use pile but i'm pretty sure the trigger does that anyway so you're just doing it doubly and yeah i i, I like how they explain it um in the in their explanation so when multiple effects are simultaneously triggered you resolve the active player's abilities first in the order of his or her choosing before the inactive player's triggered effects resolve so technically skeleton key is moving him over but the ability has already triggered for the other um, one and then every trigger effect will resolve unless one of the simultaneously triggered effects causes a text on the card associated with the yet-to-be-resolved trigger effect to be ignored. It does not matter if the die associated with the triggered effect is KO'd or otherwise removed from play before it else resolve. The triggered effect would ultimately be resolved unless the text has been blanked or ignored or something like that or canceled. Like, I yeah. probably say, because I think there's one card <laughs> somewhere. Please. Please, that says, says cancel. Cancel and move it. Cancel the effect and move it. So that might work differently. I don't know, 100%. Yeah. Um, all right, so those are the quick rules forums update. If you guys want to go see these or any of the other ones, check out win.wizkids.com forward slash BB or head on over to doubleburst.com and check out Dr. J's cheat sheet because he actively updates the list of all the links there. Um, all right, Dr. J, we will see you back in a second to talk about experience. Super excited. All right, guys, we are here with Zach, the global guru. How are you doing today, my friend? I'm great, thanks. Um, this is like the segment for you because what we're going to do is break down each of the globals for the new Tomb of Annihilation um, D&D set because like, I, I, I loved your explanation on how to use the... Um, the ring? The, the ring global. And it, I, I think for some of these, because sometimes you just look at them and you're like, okay, it does that, but there's so much more depth that you can go into for some of these. So um, where do you want to start? Probably, should we start with, I think, the basic action? I see a lot of people use, at least around here often, which is create food and water. Yeah. Um, so the global is pay one generic energy. Once per turn, draw a die from your bag, return it to your bag, or add it to your use pile. So why, like, first of all, why would you want to use this? Well, the the good thing that they did with this one is that the global works with the action. Yeah, because the action, it was ruled that if your bag's empty, you can't use the action. Yeah, so you need to reload your bag if you want to utilize the action uh, to the best. So what you would need to do is, let's say you've got that um, empty bag there, and you need to fill it with sidekick dice, and so you trigger that with this global, uh, fill your bag with all of that sidekick dice, use the action, you're golden. Yeah. 
I, I like to actually time it to use it when you have all your sidekicks in the transition zone or out of play, mm-hmm. and then you just have a bunch of characters and stuff in your in your bag or the one character you need. I, that's when I like to use it so I can make sure it gets back into your bag. Yeah, a lot of people would you do that same type of thing with Resurrection. The nice thing about that is you get a prep die. Um, this one's a generic, so if you just have that leftover die and you're like, all right, I don't want someone to steal something, I can use any energy and be able to trigger this. And it's like worst case, you draw something, put it back in your bag, and you're yeah. still using it. Um, also, with any of these, we have to remember there's some great cards out there and great abilities that allow you to do direct damage or you know KO some characters, things like that, with just using a global. So if you need something where you can use any energy, this is an easy way to trigger that without really giving too much power uh, to your opponent for certain globals as well. Mm-hmm. All right, so to the next one, um, I think... <laughs> This has become my, if we're having a walling up game, this is how I'm beating my opponent slowly. Oh, that's very slowly then. <laughs> yeah, which is the insect plague. And the global is you pay a mask once per turn, target NPC dice or sidekick dice is unblockable until end of turn. So I think most people think of this and don't think, oh, I'm going to send that one sidekick through and do one damage for, you know, 20 turns or whatever. But you have grander ideas. You could build... A whole team around this. Yeah, I, I really want to build the team around this, either using, oddly enough, the Larfries from Moral Light or the Foot Ninja from the Turtle set yeah. to see if I can just send one through and just bust it up. Yeah. Or I, the one thing I think a lot of people forget, you're the global guru, so knowing you, you'll roll one mask and four um, shields kicks. for oh. shields oh, and already have a transfer power. And then you'll have all your sidekicks <laughs> and just transfer power, whatever yeah, yeah. through too. <laughs> so, so, so yeah, I think most people, at least for me, the first thing that came into my mind was the foot ninja. You get this huge, you know, tons of sidekicks out there, send that one ally for, uh, you know, unblockable, send it through and it, uh, you know, does huge damage because it can get so big so fast because it's counting them from both sides. So it works great with something like the Professor X Global, another awesome global. So you, you get a bunch of sidekicks out there. But another cool one that you can use with another action is the, um, I always call it improved weapon, but it's improvised weapon. So you yeah. get, you know, you use maybe uh, the Professor X Global, get a sidekick out there, make it unblockable. Then you roll that uh, improvised weapon. Get some, you know, give it plus six or something, yeah. and then you can send that lowly sidekick through and do some awesome damage that yeah. way as well. And at the at the very least, you'll deal one damage and prep a die. Yeah. Uh, or well, you, you don't have to. Yeah. You don't have to um, even attack with it. Let's say you you roll and you get the energy and prep a die. Just wait till next turn, yep. you know, and cycle it. And uh, I think you I think you can build a team around that. Yep. All right. So the next one, this one is. Yeah, yeah it's, it's magic missile. You pay a bolt, deal one damage to target character. We all know that one. Everybody, that's, it, it's good. Yeah. I mean, it's good. The, it's back. Yeah. We, this is now basically the third time we've seen it. <laughs> yeah, you guys know but, how to use it. Yeah, right? we, yeah. You we, can build a team around this too. You can ping it. Um, if you're playing inset and you have this, this is a great counter to Yanti. Mm-hmm. So keep that in mind. Works also great inset with uh, adventurers on your team. Yep. Yeah. yeah. All right. So the next one is the Tabaxi Rogue uh, Lether, Lesser um, Zentarium, right? Yep. Zentarium. Zentarium. Yeah. Something like that. Um, so the global is you pay two energy once per turn, both players prep a die from bag. And if I remember right, this Tabaxi Rogue, it's the one when your opponent draws a die, they take a damage. Yeah. Outside yeah. of the, yeah. the roll and reroll step. So yep. all those times that someone's drawing dice um, with Create Food and Water, uh, Superhero Registration Act, things like that, or this global, you're going to deal them damage. Mm-hmm. So it's another one of those where it works really well with the character that it's it's put on. So if you can get this character out, um, force your opponent to draw a die, deal them damage. Super slow. Yeah, especially at the two cost. Yeah. So is there anything else other than using the actual character ability that this may be beneficial to or like that? Um, if you If you just really need... To prep dice. Oh, I just thought of it. If your opponent fields seven of their sidekicks and doesn't have anything else. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that, <laughs> is, that is another way. It I know is, Jared's always trying to win a game by bag burn, so sure, why not? So Let's one go. way to do this is sometimes um, they need to cycle certain things. And if they if they um, maybe misroll a few things and have to send a bunch to their use pile, and they've got a ton of sidekicks sitting there, in, uh, or they have a bunch in use, but they just... 
um, had to spend a bunch so it's in their transition zone. You force them to reload their bag, and so they, they now, don't get all of those things. Yeah, it's all it's yeah. all cluttered. And exactly. I, I I don't know about you, but how many times I've played so many times where my like bag rotation of what I'm expecting to come mm-hmm. out of it is just screwed up, and it just totally ruins my yeah. game plan. Yeah. So I, I mean, I don't see it as a super powerful global, but there can be some applications, and you can. I, I have played against a player who used the Tabaxi Rogue with that global against me. And it does pretty good, um, especially like in draft and in set. It can be a decent win condition. You just have to pair it with other things because it's slow. Mm-hmm. All right. So the last of the globals that are pay one generic energy. I like how all these globals are playing in one generic energy because mm-hmm. I always end up being like, well, what am I going to do with this extra fist? Or I have mm-hmm. a shield, but there's no resurrection or anything. Um, so I, is, is it um, a Sararak? Yeah. Sararak. Yep. <laughs> and the global is pay one generic energy once per turn. Reroll target action dice in your reserve pool or field zone. In other words, I use this a lot because because you, you just yeah. yeah you you in other words you waste a lot of energy <laughs> just like parallax where you're trying to uh, you yeah know, reroll stuff. Uh, right? My my problem once per turn you're wasting yeah. energy basically. Oh, we could call it uh, a Sarah crack. Oh, so like like paracrack Sarah crack. Sure. Yeah. Sure. That that's that. I think that's the rule now. Is all the reroll globals need to be on a character that you can replace the word crack? With it. That, that works. Um, but so, why would you want to reroll a die in your field zone? So, in your field yeah. zone, let's say you have um, a trap out there that you don't want to trigger, or maybe you have an extra trap that you don't want to trigger. Um, if you have a uh, gear that you want to, I mean, the, the main, the main time I would probably think of this is if you're trying to uh, trigger a tune and that trap die or that continuous die is sitting in your field and you want to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. That's probably the only time I, I'm pretty sure 90% of the time you're going to be do, using this on action dice in your reserve pool. Yeah. The reason why common Scarlet witch. Yeah. It's one way around it's, it. I yeah. mean, you get that out there and if you're like me, you roll it and it's either you just roll perfect right you roll action and action jared Jared will attest to this never (laughs) every literally every time i've ever played this no i think i've done it once where i've rolled action twice it just it just doesn't work so it gives you that opportunity to do to kind of get around her ability and and have another shot and if you're dependent like i am a lot of times on some action dice which we'll talk about uh, one coming up here that you may be more dependent upon, then uh, you're going to want to be able to re-roll these and get actions. Yeah, get, just getting that consistency is always helpful. All right, yeah. so now to the only character I'm looking at this list that actually has um, Fabricate. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is the Stone Golem, the Paragon construct. That's the rare, I believe. Yeah. Um, and the global is pay to generic energy once per your, once per turn on your turn deal one damage to each player so this is like a weaker luke cage yeah pretty much yeah a little more expensive and it's interesting that it's only on the rare it's kind of like they're doing that a little bit more putting uh certain globals on rather than two or three of the characters uh rarities they'll just put it on a rare or super rare um and that's very interesting. Yeah. I, I want to ask, how, how do you like that? Because that reduces your accessibility to rare to I, globals. I, but does it make the globals more special? It depends. Like, I really liked what they did in uh, Green Arrow Flash with the energy fixers. Mm-hmm. So they're not just all over the place. You can only play a certain card. And it gives the opportunity. It kind of nerfs it a little bit. Because it's, a, you know, I really like those energy fixers. And the abilities are really good on them. But you kind of have to build. So if you want to use the card and the global, kind of a double feature um, to help your team, then you have to work a little bit more to to get that to work rather than be like, oh, I can use the common or the super rare yeah. or uncommon. You know, yeah. it, and it forces you into certain things. Yeah, especially if you're trying to make a stone go- golem for a vicious struggle team. That actually makes it interesting Yeah, where... I mean, both players could do it, but at two energy, that's that's yeah. an investment. <laughs> I don't think this is one of those where you really build around it. I mean, you could do it. There's the uh, there's the the global in X Men that um, prevents um, the globals, Blackbird. the Blackbird, the Blackbird yeah, global. Blackbird. You know, yeah. so so if you're doing like a vicious struggle team and you have Luke Cage, maybe you throw this on there too as an alternative, or if you have something like 
um, again, a vicious struggle team. You're doing like rocket raccoon. You're just trying, trying to do all of these different types of damage or a beholder. You can field this and do it for free. And then it, it makes it so your opponent won't do it. It kind of, you know, there's ways to work around the costs, but it's not, it's not something you build around, but it's one of those where it's like, oh, I need a fabricate character. Oh, this one has a global that kind of fits with my team a little bit in, in a worst case scenario or mm-hmm. an emergency. If I have to do that one or two more damage, um, it works in, in those kinds yeah, of scenarios. And what's the stone golem's ability to, uh, when stone golem is active, you may re- redirect one damage from you to stone golem every turn. So it's yeah. kind of, kind of like it, that Luke Cage. It's kind of like the old, um, yeah, like Luke Cage or flesh golem. Yeah from uh, the older sets uh, did that as well. So it's not as good as like like the best Fabricate character because there's the one that does, does two, but uh, it's pretty good. Yeah. And if you get a free global, sure. All right. Okay, and then the last one we have is the only global that's on a super rare, and yep. the super rare is awesome. If anybody has one to trade, let me know. Um, <laughs> Spring of Winter, ep- epic magical object, and the global is pay a bolt once per turn. The next die you purchase... Uh, with the purchase cost of six or more, costs two less. Yeah, kind of, it's one of the more complicated globals, I'd say. Mm-hmm. One you, of the most interesting. Because you can't just throw this on a team. You have yeah. to have a six cost or higher yeah. character. Yeah, so if you're trying to build some really fast, cheap aggro team, it's like pointless, right? If you're trying to build any type of dragon team, it's not going to necessarily work you know with the actual yeah, action but it, but it helps get to your, your your red dragons your yeah. gold dragons so if you do want to build around it you you put those ones in there that are six cost or, or over have some other utilities to go with it and you know it doesn't have to be dragons even though this glow this action is yeah it works amazing it works best with, with it with because dragons. yeah because the action is move each dragon character in your use pile to the field zone at level three yeah so you you know we were thinking of using with the gold dragon or the old red dragons things like that there's some high cost ones that are almost a little too out of reach for competitive play because you can't get them super fast mm-hmm. yeah turn two you yeah can get, you can get I mean, the, the if you're trying dragon yeah or if you're trying to go get uh dark side because he's, yeah. he's a six cost. Yeah, you're probably so that's already buying you bolts. You don't have yeah. to use this with dragons. If you want to use it just for the global, it can be really good. So those ones that are six cost, you're like, ah, it's tough to get that turn two six cost. Makes it super yeah, easier with this. Um, that, so, yeah, that's great. I mean, because probably w- what would be the best way to utilize this? So have an energy fixer or something, turn one, or even resurrect? Yeah, I, I was thinking yeah. like a resurrection. Then you just have to roll energy. You know, I can do that. I can do that. All you need is one of them to be a bolt, (laughs) and then one of them to be whatever type of uh, you know character you're going to get next. You know, if you want a bolt, you need two bolts type of thing. Not Uh, not not too hard to do. Yeah, Um, that's great. And then of course, you know, since we're talking about globals, should we just give your beholder a shout out? And how in the world did you get that in in our chaos draft? We had a chaos draft (laughs) with like seriously one of every type of pack, and. The kid next to me passed it. He wanted the rare and passed me the uh, common beholder, and uh, I globaled the heck out of that game. It was awesome. <laughs> That's a, all right, Zach. Thank you so much for for kind of talking about these globals and stuff. Because I always sometimes when I look at globals like the insect play global, I'm like, when am I ever gonna use that? Um, it's it's always good to kind of take a better look at them and kind of think fe- outside the box. Yeah, think right? outside the box yeah. and how to use all of them. So we'll have you a little bit later. Speaking of dragons, mm-hmm. to kind of duke it out over the best dragon. All right, guys, we are here with Kenpool. How you doing today, my friend? Doing good. Alex, the bag mechanic. How you yeah, doing? what's up? And d- you're back. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't. He was about to call me Russ. No, and there then he, he just cut it. Cut no, it off. I, I was like, I introduced everybody the same way, and I did for you. So I'm like, I'm just yeah. super forgettable. You're, 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 you're back. Very, <laughs> very true. Right. I wish. Fifty <laughs> fifty, so, Jared. Yeah. So, so, so what we wanted to talk to you guys about tonight, because this is a D and D themed episode, because. I think we're talking about all D&D other than the rules update, which had a lot yeah. of D&D in it, too. Um, we wanted to talk about, go a little bit more into experience and how you can actually use it beneficially. Because I think this set, the Tomb of Annihilation set that just came out, is the set that made made experience a lot more viable compared to some of the previous sets. I mean, because you could get maybe one or two in the other sets, but this one seems to have made it a I lot mean, stronger. I mean, you, if you played around it in the other sets and you did it right, you could definitely... Like in Fair and Under Siege, there was a Gnome Ranger that got experience pretty good. The thing with this set that I think changes the experience is 
there's a couple characters with high defense that gain experience, whereas in past sets, most of the experienced characters had really low I, stats across the board. I think that the big difference is, is the really playable monsters yeah, with low defense. Yeah, because because the, there's re- always been playable monsters, that, and they always had really good defense. And the lower defense monsters, I mean, there was kobolds that were really playable. Yeah, the swarm monsters. But other than that, most of them, it was like, okay, so... You Somehow going to well, KO a four defense monster. You'd sit down across the table from someone and you'd be like, okay, looks like you're going for experience. I won't buy my kobolds this game, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Or, or maybe you drafted a Sturge and you go, well, I can't play with that, so I'm going to have to transition into my dragons, my zombies, whatever, like things that your owl bear against your treant yeah yeah Yeah. they're so so massive man those (laughs) monsters are huge well the dragons most of the dragons are monsters too and they all have big stats i think that that's the big difference in this set is that there's really good really playable monsters that have a low enough defense that you can count on getting some experience yeah yeah Yeah, definitely yeah like as powerful as yanti is um pure blood that one defense, that one on defense level one and two. Yeah. Is, it, is it really is it really as powerful as she is, or as powerful as people think she is? Because the, I don't feel like the, I've ever had a problem. The common one or whatever her. that's unblockable when you use an action. I think that's a really strong. It is definitely because yeah. it's got a tune. That's sure. a really strong version of that card. And I also think that that's that the cards like the Yonti, they're strong enough that it's going to be really hard to audible out of that. Yeah. yeah. Where the yeah. other sets, you'd have something good that was low defense. But you could audible out of it into something else that was just as good. With this set, it's really hard to go, you know, I'm not going to use that Yanti that is awesome because I might give my opponent yeah. experience. The other, this time it's the other like, thing yeah. too, please let everything time out right so that I'm <laughs> always rolling actions when I The get other it. thing, too, is is in the past sets, I've always found it difficult unless you bring Magic Missile, but you don't always want to bring Magic Missile to ping out their their uh, monsters and this way when you have a tune you can bring any action die and turn it into magic missile because a tune is to the opponent or the character and i think that's the big thing is if you remember it's to the uh you can use it on characters that's how i gain all of my experience i played in a in the draft on monday night and against a guy who had an all monsters team he played a sealed he showed up late so it, you know, wasn't all his fault that he played right, eight monsters, yeah. but I just I could ping out a monster every turn that I rolled an action die, and man, I think I had seven experience counters on both of my yeah. Uh, um, monsters. And, the, and then so for people who are, aren't like well versed, so experience for the keyword is when a character die with experience is active, if you KO an opposing monster, as noted by the Black Monster Legion, so it's the black flag that has the three. Claws, claws yeah, like the in claw it. mark. Um, during your turn, place one experience counter. So it's during your turn that I I, I find a lot of players. Oh forget man, that. I've made that mistake yeah. so many times. Yeah. Been really excited yeah. every yeah. time a new D and D set comes out. One of us makes that mistake. Yeah, yep. at, at least. least one of at us, least one and of us. at not least multiple. once. Yeah. So you place the experience token on the character's card at the end at the end at the end of your turn too. So so it's not. It's not an instant buff. It's the end of the turn. Um, And then each experience token provides um, each of this card's dice with a plus one attack and plus one defense at each level. A card can only gain one experience token per turn unless otherwise stated. Multiple cards gain an experience token during the same turn. An opposing player KOing their own monster will not generate experience tokens. So you you have to knock it out, um, and it has to be on your turn. Um, I I really love it because those tokens just start beefing up your characters pretty quickly. Like my rec- like usually my recommendation is if, if you pull out your Tomb Annihilation draft pack and one of your cards is Magic Missile, go for the adventurous. Oh, like, absolutely. Yep, definitely. Um, I feel like experience has for a long time now been the strongest uh, keyword ability. That is completely useless and yeah. unlimited. I mean, it, 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 <laughs> like, absolutely. Yeah. Like, but the, I do. The, the only one experienced so character true. that that seemed to be okay was the Minskin Boo promo. But it, if you yeah. couldn't get your hands on the promo, and it got experience without having yeah. to KO a monster. There's there's now the uh, the druid that the gets druid, them, yeah. that gets them for just having a dragon active. Oh, so you're so taking. Yeah. You can take some of that experience into your own hand. There's. Which a with, couple of which individual cards that allow you to do that. Yeah. But other than that, it's like a crazy, crazy strong ability that was 
has been well, and the other thing that's cool un, unused in unlimited. The other thing that I think is going to happen is there's cards like the Yanti Pure Blood that everybody is all jazzed about playing. That's a monster. And now we're going to have monsters in Unlimited because I think there are, like you were saying earlier, there are a lot of strong monsters. And so they might show up more in yeah, Unlimited now. So, you know, if, if if I start looking at competitive team sheets and there's a lot of uh, Yontis, I'm putting something with experience on my team. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Well, something that I, I find really interesting is with this set, I think you can make a completely viable adventure or experience-based team that would work in unlimited yeah because they between all the different abilities there's ways to get experience aside from just KOing monsters like that like yeah that's the, 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 the quote, dra- quote traditional yeah. route yeah so you got the elf druid for one who just gains experience for sitting and sitting when on you have a dragon next and, to a dragon and can yeah. can attest dragons are just cool yeah <laughs> them. And, it, awesome. and i've seen that work amazing i've gotten like 10 experience tokens on one of those things in one in one game before then there's the goliath fighter uh, he gets when you when you you KO two of your opponent's sidekicks. Yes, on your, on your turn, token, then yeah. he gets an experience token. I think it does it say an extra experience token, or uh, does it say an experience token because he might be able to get two. I don't know. But then there's also the human fighter from Favor and Under Siege that gets experience also from knocking out either good adventures or evil adventures, depending on which what rarity you, bring. you use. And then you've got Strahd who gains experience for just damaging adventures. So if your opponent has an adventure and you damage it, he gets experience, but he doesn't, uh, he doesn't count as an adventure himself. Um, so there's a lot of different ways now to get experience where you couldn't like with the first D and D set and the second D and D set didn't really offer all that much too. Yeah. Um, so that, that's, that's why I really like, like, like having these experience tokens and I, I use experience as a, a reason to show up my D and D D sixes. And so, stuff I have right. they're cool looking. So, so Jared brought up a good point. I don't know if we mentioned this earlier, but you can only gain one experience yeah. per turn yeah. unless the character so, says, so it's extra. Extra. that's, that's yeah. the other half of the mistake we always make where, where we go. <laughs> I just knocked out two of your attacking monsters. I want to gain two experience. It's like, no. well, it's not your turn, and you only get one anyway. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And, yeah. And to clarify, it's per character. So if you have two different adventure characters' dice or cards mm-hmm. out, they each get an experience, but that's all they can get is boosted up once. Because imagine how, like, ridiculous it would be if you... Oh, my like, gosh. You, you could, play with dragons well, and be, be like... Just be aware of how ridiculous it is now <laughs> yeah. when you're playing within the D&D universe. Like... Experience is crazy, crazy strong. Yeah. I, I absolutely, it is the strongest ability that hasn't seen uh, competitive meta like open play. Because and and no way one of the knock out a monster yeah, and make your like, opponent have the, a monster. So I've I've seen one way to try and make it work, and that was I want to say it's uh, a mixes pitalic. Yeah, that'll, you can use Mister Mix Pitalic and change one of your opponent's characters into a monster that you have. Yeah, so you make it something uh, that's super weak. You bring like your own Yonti or a Kobold. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the only way that I've seen it work. And That's a lot of pieces. That's a lot of work. Yeah. Mixed Pitalik is what, like five costs? Yeah. So like, <laughs> by so, the time that that was happening, I was already, like, I, th- I think it was uh, Steve brought that against me. And right about when he started getting his thing going... I finished him off. <laughs> like, yeah. like I think he managed to get like one experience token, and then it was like, all right, the next turn I attacked and I won. Yeah, yeah. And what's crazy about it is even one or two experience tokens just sometimes makes those adventures just so hard to get out. Oh just, yeah, once you get the first one, like then you're on a roll because it really it, snowballs. The really, plus really one, really the plus one defense does so much that you just don't really think about it. It the, helps so much. The biggest thing about experience is that it's essentially permanent. Oh, once yeah. you get an experience token, it never goes away. Yeah, once you get five, they never go away. There's some things from Farron Under Siege no, that would do not. that. Yeah. But when they, have you they, ever they even considered putting a ghost or a wraith <laughs> on I your mean, team? Never, because let's, nobody let's wants to say play. We'll if, never if because was, no one plays experience. Exactly. I was going to say, if we were doing a, like half... Tomb of Annihilation, half fair and under siege. I'd probably no. I probably would heavily too. consider. I that. would too. With the with these new mechanics that make experience more playable. Well, and so so the the character that I like from Tomb of Annihilation. And that can gains- I mention the funny thing is Ghost is a monster too. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> the irony. Crappy that's stats. the irony. <laughs> so, so one of the characters I like from Tomb of Annihilation that gains experience really well is the uncommon dragonborn sorcerer. He has experience. He has a tune. And he has um, another ability. While Dragonborn Sorcerer is active, when your action dice deal damage damage to a character die or player, increase that damage by one. If your action die damages more than one character die and or player, only increase damage done to one of those character dice by one. Play that with Cone of Cold. You have you know a four four two one or three three one or you know three two 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 two, two three. Yeah, exactly. Little guys, you're you're probably going to kill a monster with four damage um and then you have the attune if you need the fifth one to do <laughs> sure why so, not <laughs> like you can with a cone of cold and the dragonborn sorcerer you can knock out a monster that has five defense there's there's dragons that have five defense there's other monsters so like he is one of my favorites to just gain oh and he has three, four, six as his a base defense yeah. stats. Like he's not coming out of the field. You get two yeah. experience counters on him, and he's solid. Yeah, he's not he, has, he has one, two, two attack, but it's like I never look at it like that. It, it's like he has five, seven, seven attack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really? yeah. I love the that like the uh, once you get a couple of experience tokens, they become absolutely like attack every turn why not yeah they're, yeah. they're not going to get knocked out they're going to have to be blocked because how many times you can only can you, take five so yeah, many times how, how many times can you take five yeah. or six and it goes for each die so if you have um you know if you've bought four of your dragonborn sorcerers they're each getting that whether as long as one is in the field at the end of your turn when you knock out a monster mm-hmm. They're all getting that. So yeah, so you always turn, attack with, with yeah. one, and you leave one in the field you in hold, that way. hold one back so that you're always attacking. You've got three that are cycling through, mm-hmm. or you've got four that are sitting in your field getting huge and just demolishing your opponent's yeah. field. Like, at a certain point, luck is their luck is going to run out. Yeah. They're not going to roll a character. Yeah, so another, it, exactly. it really is oppressive on both offense and defense. Another point to make along those same lines is if you have multiple different adventures in the field, you just have to knock out one yeah, monster, it's so great. and they yeah. all, all get them, an experience yeah. token. I mean, that's why I, I always love it when I was playing against Pete in, in, in our drafts and somebody had the common Yanti pureblood. I'm like, oh, sure, bring it. I'll knock it out a couple of times, and if I don't have a bolt one time to knock it out, sure, I'll take the three, maybe five total with the magic missile. You just opened up your field, and my guys are like 9, 10 attack. I'll return in kind. <laughs> yeah, I've made the stupid mistake of drafting a Twinga, in uh in the drafts don't do that don't well, ever actually, draft the stupid <laughs> twingos no no you draft it if you want to use it for bolts for magic missile because that's it, all yeah. it's it an experience farm for the your counter opponent. to yeah. experience is is if you have those cheapy low-end monsters you attack with them every turn because yeah. they cannot gain experience if they knock it out on your turn and hopefully they'll knock it out or let it go through. <laughs> but with that Schwinga, I mean, zero one one oh. or whatever it is, and that's, it not, that's but not still, a counter to you still, experience. You still want to attack with it because you're going no, you, exactly. to do one, you knock it out. Yeah. Well, the to. one that you have yeah, to attack, have there's to, one yeah. you have to. But like the low defense, like if you see they've got an adventure over there and they probably have a way to ping out something. It's like, I'm going to attack with this because I don't want you to have that experience. I know once, once, once your opponent starts getting experience, it's so hard to stop it. And it gets so nerve wracking because like, well, crap, I let him get a couple experience tokens, and now I'm I'm on the back yeah, foot. Yeah. And I'm did, screwed. Did I play against you one time with that? And like halfway like through the our first, game, like the first draft we ever did, <laughs> you just drafted adventures, and I went for the monster out, <laughs> not knowing what was in the set, and was like, "Oh my gosh, yeah. that was a bad plan." Like, like yeah. halfway through, it was like, "I'm screwed." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So many of the adventures in Tomb of Annihilation have such good cost and such good fielding cost like fielding costs is um there was there was one i think might be the elf druid or something that was three purchase costs and it's like zero one one or zero zero one fielding cost and um you know she gives the one i was playing with i think she gave sidekicks plus one plus one and it's like you buffed your sidekicks you got this thing in the oh she had a tune that's what it was she had yeah. a tune too i was like man the more a tune you have with these adventures you get two two adventures out with a tune guarantee you can ping off almost any yeah. monster in the well another field. another great thing about experience and about the characters that have it 
they can all be equipped with equip actions. And so if you end up playing a, a team like that, you can bring stuff like Holy Avenger to buff their attack even more or make it easier to get experience. You can bring defense Armored buffs. The, there there the, was the, yeah. their defense. the magic sword from the first one that, it, that basically gave the character deadly. Yeah. Like if you if they were engaged, it gave yeah. them deadly. And so there you go. You knocked your monster and out. I mean, and I like, mean, you can bring basic actions yeah. and you won't worry, have to worry too much about your opponent buying them mm-hmm. and using them. Yeah, against and what you. I like about the gear, too, is so you, you know, you have five different adventure character dice. You get you keep it on one. Make sure he gets his defense enough, it and then move the field. Then, yeah, then, then yeah, move it over move to it. somebody else and have them start you know defending, and they'll get all yeah. big. It's one of the great, best yeah. things about gear is that it never leaves the field, so you can just hit him with the satchel over and over. <laughs> 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 except well, I mean, for, except I, for Scarlet <laughs> Witch exists now, but yeah, to be know, serious. Can, yeah, the yeah, benefit yeah. is that they don't gub up your bag. Those actions yeah. don't take mm-hmm. up space in your bag. Once you roll them and get them out. They're they're out of your bag and you can cycle your adventure. And there's a few cards that get rid of gear, but not not a yeah, lot. Not a lot. No. I was really using um I think it's one of the Rosnessy. Yeah. The one that the, purchases the gear well, no, for one. No, oh, the no. One that when he's equipped, he deals two two damage to all of your yeah, opponent's so characters. That's the rare. Teaming that up with a couple of adventures that have experience and can be equipped, you pop it off of of, you pop your gear off of him onto your adventure at Every the start turn. of your turn or at the start of your opponent's turn. They field their stuff, they do whatever, and then at the start of your turn, you move your gear over. And it happens when he's equipped, and you can equip more than one thing. So you go, all right, well, I'm going to buff up his defense with what it- three different sets of armor all <laughs> on him, and I'm going to do six damage to all of your stuff. What if, what if you had two of the dice and just keep moving the gear back and forth between them? And then, then you can do it like, every turn. Bing, yeah. bing, bing, bing. That's and, crazy. and that's also I just, that, is that I imagine that character- on the DD. Field too, just is throwing that, the sword against each other. Is that I don't a, even know what this card is. I've never looked. So at yeah, it. so it's it's the rare. It's the Raz Rise and Sea. Rise and Sea. Yeah, the ability is when you equip Raz Nasi, deal two damage to all opposing character dice. So it's yeah. almost like a mini oh, breath all weapon. Character so, dice. so he's a monster. So he's not going to get experience. But that dude is an experience factory. All on his own. So you oh, get yeah. a couple of things with experience. Mm-hmm. You just let him sit in the field. If you've got equipment, you keep unequipping and equipping him. You're gonna blow up your opponent's field, especially if you have more than one. Can you do that? Can you unequip with equipment? You can. Yeah. You can move equipment. Yeah. At, at the beginning yeah, of your turn. turn. Really. At the beginning yeah. of every turn. At the beginning, at the beginning of your of every turn, turn and your for some reason, turn. I for some yeah. reason I thought that was just floating equipment, but I know it's been so long you, since I played boop, with boop, gear. Boop, I honestly, back forward, back forward. I trust you guys more yeah. than me. All right, so um, yeah, guys, I, I as you can see, experience is awesome. So we want to hear from you guys. What is your guys' experience with experience? Wah, wah. Shoot. See what you did there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Shoot us an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net, or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. All right, guys, we are still staying in the world of D&D, and get ready to argue which dragon is the best, because dragons are awesome. All right, guys, we have the full crew here because dragons are awesome it is it is time for us to do another battle so we got russ over here we have jared over here so this is salty corner um (laughs) we have zach we have alex and we have ken here um it is time for one of our well-suited debates sunday 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 (laughs) bring on the dragons (laughs) on finding the best DD dragon we are excluding the Yu-Gi-Oh dragons because Blue eyes, white dragon is. But I wanted to cool. do baby dragon, juvenile reptile. Only, it's, it's o- only if you could have done time wizard with it too. You gotta have both. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So we're gonna talk about all the dragons because, right, Ken? Dragons are awesome. Yeah. As, as like, somebody who they, was born in the year amazing. of the dragon, I think dragons are amazing. So uh, who wants to go first in terms of their their dragon champion? I, I'll do it. I'll go yeah, first. Yeah, Alex, can I'll go, go first. first. I'll jump yeah. into this because this, this one, this one's like the classic, right? This is this is the classic. This is the greatest dragon of all time. This is the Red Dragon Epic Dragon. It has Breath Weapon three. Well active. Once per turn, you may use an action die effect. When you use an action die effect, you may use a second copy of its effect. And then it has the best global in the game. Once per turn, pay a bolt. When you purchase the next action die this turn, it costs two less, and you deal one damage to your opponent. You really just didn't say best global in the game, did you? I did. That's the thing that he said, yeah. I did. Uh, can, can, we check well, with, can we check with our global guru, our expert on globals, on what, global? what, do you, what do you feel about that? What do you, that, what do you feel that about this global? Is the best global, global yeah. in the game? 
Nah, sorry. <laughs> I disagree. That yeah, seems you know, to just whatever. To me, it's definitely a me, good global <laughs> in the game. To me, it's objectively worse than the Thousand Dragon global that you can use multiple times in a row. For this one does. Effect. This one does damage, Ooh, my friend. One, one damage for one energy. For one energy, you get to do damage and reduce cost by two. Unless I have an iron fist. Or anything else that absorbs or negates Whatever. damage. Whatever. This dragon is strong. It's got awesome stats. Breath it's weapon a, three. It's is a seven incredible. cost, right? It's is seven it, cost. It but let's be I real. Mean, is it? In a day of creating food and water, you can get a seven cost with no problem. All right. Uh, round table quiz. How many of you guys who use create food and water have managed to get more than two die out of it when you use it? I, so I will say, <laughs> I my current competitive team uses create food and water. But I don't buy anything because I use collector, and that action is a perfect fit. I can churn my bag every turn. Because Derek was having a blast with it. In a normal game, in a normal game with a normal team, I'm able to get more than two, probably about five percent of the time. It's that high. Yeah. The rest so, of the time, that that thing the, screws me. The so first bad. time that I, uh, like when we were playing at my house on release night, I managed to use create food and water a couple of times really well, and I was like. Wow, this thing is like some really like next level ramp. And then it seems like every other draft that I've been in when I play it, I could have all eight of my sidekicks in my bag. And if there's any other die, that's the first thing I'm pulling yep. out. Oh my Every God. single time. Nice. Like it absolutely defies all mathematics statistics. Like the anyways, odds are. Anyways, yeah. back to and dragons. Yeah. Back to <laughs> dragons. Yeah. The red dragon is the best dragon because it was the first dragon. It, it, uh, well, alphabetically, uh, the blue one was yeah, the red, and yeah. the copper and one. The first, the first best dragon. Yeah. So, 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 out. It yeah. was the first, first super rare yeah. dragon. Yeah. So speaking speaking of alphabetical, so Zach, how, how about yours? Because you you have the blue dragon. Which speaking of cool. the blue dragon, the best dragon. <laughs> the bluest one. For the sure. bluest one. Yes. Not not as in sad. Keep in mind, this in... is a family show, so don't oh. go too blue. Okay. But. Blue. So mine. Th- there's a couple good blue dragons, but the one that is my favorite is the apprentice dragon. While active, whenever you use an action dies ability, choose an opposing character. That character can't block this turn. It also has breath weapon one. But well, I think one of the best things is the. Uh, the stats on this guy. So he's a four cost, which, correct me wrong, is that the cheapest of all of them? Anyone else have yeah. one? Yeah, there's a, yeah. Four there's a couple of four, four costs, costs, but four yep. is the yeah. bottom. Right, and is it cheaper than all of yours? I don't have a yeah. I don't yeah. have a dog in the fight for this one. I just like talking about dragons. It's not so, important at all. I mean, most of us, we all have dragons. We're going to play. You could buy this on turn, turn two one. if you go second. Or, turn, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Uh, I will say... That it's only one more cost than my dragon. Yeah. So yeah. Yep. just keep that in so, mind. So, <laughs> so actually, anyway. So Zach, I it's actually think. Cheapest. Yeah, I think we have somebody who's an expert in experience with it. Jared, how do you feel about Blue Dragon and Blue Dragon and, and this thing called Ring? Oh, the Blue oh Dragon. My God. The Blue Dragon's not that bad. The Ring of Winter is stupid <laughs> but th- but and broken so with great. the Blue Dragon. That's what's so great. You buy all four of these because they're so cheap. And then you can get them all out. And there's six, yours, six on the top side. It takes that much longer because you need, you know, ramp and things yeah, like that. Yeah, but the problem with Boom, it you is... you buy them each turn, get the Ring of Winter, throw them all out there, breath weapons, you're dead. The problem, the problem with it is he's only breath weapon one, and he only stops one character from blocking. That's just to get rid of sidekicks anyway. Nope. <laughs> 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 if, you have, if they have, like, more than one then non-sidekick use... blocker out there, then... See, I use the Ring of Winter, which is uh, an action... So then you can't block with anything. If I have some of these out there, on level three, he's a six. No, he's I'm not going to deny because that Ring of Winter is ridiculous. If it's, oh not, if it's not the best dragon, it's top two with the Ring of yeah. Winter now. If, if, anybody if, has a ring if your opponent winter, can get any sort of trade. <laughs> decent blocking out, is pretty much worthless at that point. What but kind if of blocking? If, I'll use an action and that can't block. Yeah, improvised weapon. No, but it, load no, up your that's only one weapons. character can't block. That's not one per it's blue one, dragon. That's only one, one per action I use. So if you have like a Ring of Winter, if you're rotating a superhero registration act, it's pretty easy to do, you know, a couple of those. And then breath weapon one to get rid of all of the cheap low cost you know, sidekicks that yeah, you're I'm not trying convinced. to block with, obviously. Or, or, he, or if, you, you, if you had if you had the red dragon with the blue dragon, the best dragon, the red dragon, you could Kona Cold twice with one action die. That makes it too unblockable because now you've used the action die twice. 
and then you've done one, two, three damage to six characters. As long as you're so, turning so, a lot of so, dice. <laughs> that's actually an, a point against your stupid dragon, because if you, use cone of, dragon, if you use right? Cone of Cold with the red dragon... What's the point of having a breath weapon three? Three Doesn't damage have breath to your weapon opponent, three, right? Because <laughs> one action die is a lot cheaper than three. You energy. just you just but, did a breath weapon three with your you coat made, of cold. But you've made you've made the uh, the blue dragon unblockable twice. Like it should be two. unblockable after <laughs> two cone of cold and a breath weapon three. It should be unblockable hey, at that point. And I see your point from the blue objection. Dragon. <laughs> objection, sir. Overruled. <laughs> All right, Jared. So why, 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 case, yeah, Jared? So why you're so adamant? What, what dragon do you have All right, to, so in this fight? My dragon is the copper dragon, Paragon dragon. <laughs> and the reason it's the best is because it's not just a stupid beat stick. It's actually got some nice Oh, is that the re-roll gear? Yeah, that's probably that <laughs> hey, one. Hey, hey. Yey, nice job. Re-roll that gear. This dragon has three abilities on it. It's the only, one of two dragons that's got three abilities okay. on it. All right, re-roll the, the one, gear. Breath weapon two. All right. If active at the end of the turn, roll all gear equipped to opposing characters that took How damage. How can you say that that's Shh. good? If the result is an energy phase, put the gear in a use spot. I say it's good because of the new Tomb of Annihilation set that came out. Okay. There's better gear now, and it there you'll more likely see gear in the future. I wish it said trash. And if you're playing you better and gear, but not like if you're gear. playing a D constructed game, this is it'd be really cool. If really it said good traps. In, in that sort of thing. Anyway. The last one, the last ability, knock out attackers blocked by this character at the end of the attack step. So if he blocks a character, he basically it has deadly. So go ahead, throw your throw your big dragon, throw your red dragon, your blue dragons at me. And with these defense stats, your cone of cold and your breath weapon is not going to knock him out. You know, I I will say that copper dragon did help me out in the chaos draft, (laughs) but that's probably all he's good for a chaos draft. No, no, he's solid. Now, if, if people played the super rare ring, that'd actually be good. That's funny because I used that ring an out. action my turn, yeah. and so the copper dragon, because you could only get one of them, so it couldn't block any of my blue dragons. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because I used an action. And you used one action. I, I could block with my other three copper dragons you know, that I got out. <laughs> I already won by that point. You know what, though? You, you all, no, I already <laughs> won by that point because your dice didn't My roll. breath weapon three just knocked everything we out. Get out of here. That's how my we're doing always it. roll. Okay, to be fair... Zach's blue dragon would win in a game against my copper dragon because I'm playing Zach. That's the only thing that blue dragon has up on this copper dragon but, is but that I'm Zach is the, the one, one playing it and rolling the blue it. Dragons. It was a uh, how old is he? Yeah. yeah. If you if you guys are wondering, that, that was okay. That was different. That was when I was in my slump and Russ's punk kid decided. That, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> he wasn't even paying attention, man. Russ told him two things. It was Russ told him two things. He won. Anyway. That no, was, that was bought- not fair. He bought and I wasn't all those, playing a copper dragon. and so as much as I was excited about the ring winter in that game, like you were the one that were like, "No, you got to read that card," because I was thinking, "Oh, I'll bring out a dragon." Yeah, Russ thought it was one dragon. He got to bring out one dragon <laughs> at level three. Is, He's like, "That is so good," and I'm like, "No, nah, man, that's not what it says. It says all of them." Which is pretty broken when you get really cheap dragons. If you yeah. can get those blue dragons. It's pretty crazy. Yep. Yeah, but that's why I use my ring of w- ring of winter with the copper dragon. Bring those out on level three, and then boom, I'm safe. Yep. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, and so, if okay, if, if you if you attack with your dragon and I block it, it's gone. Okay. Yep. Ru- Russ, I always like making you wait because you get anxious. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Ken, what is your dragon to this fight? This is the dragon that I I don't bring to events now because I swear every time I put it on my team, I show up to an event, the event doesn't trigger, so I don't put it on my team, even though I want to play it so bad. Um, well, before even saying what my dragon is, like last week we talked about Bahamut. He yeah. should be in this fight. Yeah, he should be in this fight too. But. Uh, the silver dragon that reduces the cost of all dragons should, should be, be in, in this, this fight, <laughs> and it's not. Um, and and uh, one more honorable mention: the green dragon that all characters or all characters damaged by the breath weapon cannot block unless your opponent pays one life. That's also an awesome dragon. So many we good need dragons. more people, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to come on and take on these <laughs> other good dragons. Anyways, the dragon that I actually did choose is the rare Dracolich. Paragon Undead Dragon, because it has the coolest art, I win. (laughs) Um, It's got a Breath Weapon 3. It's a 7-cost mask. While it's active, your opponent takes 1 damage each time either player rolls 
but not re-rolls, an action die, and it's got some insanely beefy stats. Um, it's rad. Like, if if your opponent buys one action and you buy one action, they're going to be taking damage pretty regularly. If they are using action, or if they're using action ramp and you are, you know, playing with a seven-cost dragon that works with actions, you've probably bought some actions to make that work. They're taking damage every turn. Their turn and your turn, it can be brutal. I have definitely won games on my opponent's turn at the start of their turn when they rolled an action. I went, well, thanks for playing. That's got to be an awesome game against Zach's Zach's team, right? If if he's playing a dragon. It can be really, really (laughs) oppressive and super fun. And it's kind of like the... uh, it's. It's kind of like the what is it banshee where yeah add banshee to that team that'd be where it's, <laughs> it's when they roll it it's so it's unavoidable it's not when you play it it's you drew it out of your bag you rolled it you take a damage yeah but look at those attack stats on level one I mean just terrible absolutely the worst three attack nobody wants a dragon with three attack on level one like that. it's got a while active ability and its defense on level one is seven that's so not important it's gonna stay that's not in important. the field it's got three and, attack we, and we know we're one. using ring of winter so they're all going out on level <laughs> yeah so it's coming <laughs> out as an eight three stats can't be any better it's coming out as an eight nine anyway <laughs> it's so gross it's Those stats are I, that's what's I really crazy do. about ring it. of winter though is you can Attack, breath weapon, just put it in the used. If you can cycle your bag, you know, you just time that so maybe attack every other turn. It's, oh, that ring of winter. A- anyone want to trade for so one? Good. I got some extra D&D super rares. <laughs> I've got all kinds of super rares if someone wants to trade for one. I'm dying to get that ring of winter. It makes me so sad that I don't have it with how much I love to play dragons. Yeah, Double burst yeah. at ktdata.net. All right, Russ. You're like jumping in your seat right now. So, All right, which so dragon do you want to be talking about? Now, Jared knows because I, he was there when I read this card. It's because it was my card. I was the one that opened it. <laughs> it's it, sure nice to own this card. It did not really take good long for me to realize I believe this card is broken. And I can't believe people aren't talking about it on the internet, which is my guess is people are trying to. We're people. We're talking low, about it on the internet. Key. Yeah, that's exactly what we're doing right now is talking <laughs> yeah. about it on the internet, Russ. What are you <laughs> So it's a gold dragon from the new set. It's the rare. It's a six-cost ring of winter. It's a five-cost, so it's only one more than yours, Zach. Uh... Breath weapon three, <laughs> so it's as good as anything else. And it has a tune. Level three stats are seven, eight. So here's what's really dumb about this card. If I put a nice little cube with this thing... You mean mean a dice? Like a die? The rare cube... Yeah, it is a cube. (laughs) The rare cube... It is a rare cube. If you put a cube with this card... (laughs) No, Dice Master Dice are not rare. Let's be real. (laughs) Especially not in this set. The rare cube would be a breath weapon five. So that's five to all characters, five Five to to my opponent. opponent. Plus the damage going through. So you're hitting for like 14 or 15... And that's if you only oh, you have didn't you one didn't include the attune cube. damage. Yeah, you're also oh, oh yeah, the attune damage. <laughs> so it's five from the breath weapon, three from playing the action, right. and eight from the character going through. What is that? Seven from the character going through. So it's fifteen oh, seven. if I remember right. Yeah, seven damage. plus eight is fifteen. Yeah, so disgusting. And, that, and then, then that, you pull your ring of winter out again and just take them is, off of the breath weapon. That is only only if you have one cube. Yeah. Well, so we're not talking for the breath weapon <laughs> or one you dragon. Need the cube and three energy. Yeah, that's four dice. You don't get more. You just got to. If you cycle. had, if you I had mean, two, we're not talking about something that the... needs to take a lot of time. We're looking at like a five cost character. If you use honestly, the what you global. do, you chalkboard the cube on turn one. Yeah. Roll it on double energy. Buy that thing. Then you just roll it, get it out, and then play the cube. That's all you need. Yeah, it's. Now I'm excited to kind of goof around. I thought you were gonna it, go it against feels... it. Why are you defending it? Huh? It's <laughs> I'm not because defending Jared's it. mad that Russ wrote it in the document first. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just don't think it's broken. It is probably the most well-rounded of, of the dragons, though. If you had two of those dragons in the field and were able to board wipe with your your breath weapon three, you win. Period. Like all I need is two cubes. Two cubes. <laughs> or two cubes. Like it's 
not yeah, cool. Yeah, but you can add the cube to any of these dragons and make them but good. But it doesn't include the attune and a breath weapon three on yeah, a six attune cost. sucks. Just bishop. Just use bishop. Bishop can with, take that breath with, weapon. With that, <laughs> no, because with that one, you could attune out the bishop with the with the tune and breath weapon. You would get rid of the bishop, right? But then you'd just be taking the damage. This you you have bad. to admit, this is a really nasty. I, I'm card. really struggling to find stuff to criticize about. This. <laughs> <laughs> that is super hard. What's it? It's, it's, it's what's its I don't like cost? the art. One so two there. three. One two three. Uh, yeah, it's perfect. You I mean, like he, the art. I kind of like the art. He yeah. is. It looks like old school, like first edition D and D. Yeah, that's which I probably like. why I don't he, like he it. Looks, <laughs> he looks pretty cool, shiny. It's it's too cartoony and not violent and angry enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> I like the evil dragons. It's a good dragon. I, I like the evil ones. It's like they looked <laughs> yeah. at this and were like, "How do we build a dragon that perfectly pairs with the cosmic cube?" Ah. We'll just put Breath Weapon 3 and a tune on it. The thing that I don't like the most about it is I look at its, like, stats, and its stats are better than my my dragon stats. Like, the, they both have 8 defense, but mine tops out at 4 attack, and yours goes up to 7. The purchase cost is the same, and I don't have a tune on mine, and the Breath Weapon on yours is one more. So it's like, well... It's pretty much better than mine, objectively. <laughs> <laughs> so Jared's out of this contention right there. Wait, did they just, did the two salty guys over in that corner just fabricate into a salt golem? Uh, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> we did! Oh, we need Woo! one of those. <laughs> Ooh, speaking of golems, we could probably do a segment on that. Oh, yeah. And can I mention that the lawyer is the one that just lost this argument the first out of this whole thing? Well, out of all of our That's arguments... That's because I... I know a losing argument when I see one. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right, so... Is there any other Breath Weapon 3 for a 6 cost? This is new, right? I don't remember anything having Breath Weapon uh, Yeah, there's a um, Blue Dragon, if you want. It has no other stats. It's, it's just, just Breath, Breath Weapon, Weapon 3, 3, right? Oh, yeah. so that's... But not of as good of stats otherwise. Yeah. Because Red Dragon is 7, Bahamut's 7, and there's another one that's 7. I think Black, Black Dragon is 7, yeah. and... Dracolich is seven. Oh, we didn't mention the white dragon either. The that white. one's pretty good. Yeah. Let's be real. Every dragon has one oh, good. I, yeah, I know. <laughs> like the, the white dragon, I'm still a fan of that common one where you use that and then just small step for man. And just dragons are dragons are competitive. With if you went Ring of Winter and the two like half drag, if you were. Let's say you're go with the silver gold. dragon. Now, what you silver need is dragon. Ring of Winter and Silver Dragon because Half Dragon is only in Golden. I mean, if you can play in Golden, if you're playing Golden, I mean, oh, you're looking that at it is so dumb. I would like I don't <laughs> even have the Ring of Winter, and I was buying seven cost dragons for free. Right, and then yeah. if you could and prep then I would, all those when I when they'd hit the field, I got a free action to help with my <laughs> Dracolich that I just bought for, for for three. It was ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, just imagine that you're buying. Three, four, five dragons on one turn because they're like one, two, three. Yeah, cost. but then you're gubbing your bag up with dragons, no. and who wants to no, do that? No, not so you're not because winter. all you're, oh, not, right. all you're, you're doing not. is like, oh look, I'll play Ring of Winter. Boom, there's my just, five dragons. Just roll, roll Ring of Winter <laughs> yeah. after you after you did uh, what is it? Create food and water. You have a whole bunch of them, and then you just buy four dragons <laughs> and then put them in a level three. It's I so think gross. we know what the real yeah. winner is here today. The yeah, ring, of ring of winter. Everyone who's opened the ring. Of winter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I've opened how many, two how many super rares, and that's the two I wanted. How many super rares did you offer that kid the other night at the draft, Ken? Uh, he, well, he just refused to listen to me. But I would have offered, like, I believe I had nine unique super rares on me, and a couple of them, I had, <laughs> and I would have happily handed him all of them. I was that, was that my buddy? That was, yeah, that was buddy, your right? friend. Yeah. <laughs> He's totally new to the game. Hardly yeah. ever plays. Shows up to a draft and pulls the one card. Everybody's yeah. I'm like, shows up late, like, my ass. I was like, late. dude. I was like, dude. I I will trade you very well. Like you'll do. You'll come out of this just. No, I think I want to keep it. I'm like, you wouldn't even hear an offer. Like, <laughs> like how do you look at so? Like he came up to me asking me about like questions about how to play. It's like, okay, you know I'm an experienced player. You know that I showed up with a backpack that is packed full of stuff. Like probably you offering how? him. Everything that you have on you is enough <laughs> well, to be like, this is a really good card. Maybe I should hang on to well, it. That was the thing is, 
he never even heard an actual offer. I just told him, hey, I will make it worth your while. No, no, no. Yeah, I, 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 I told him, man, it'll be Jared's a really over good there trade the, for you. <laughs> Jared's no, over in the no, background. No. no. <laughs> I want it. I, want it. Yeah. I mean, I, I did that too. I mean, I we like Ken and I collectively did the Kaiba thing in Yu-Gi-Oh, where we just open up a chest full of rare cards. Like, what do you want for it? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I was very, very ready to hand him a whole pile of super rares. Like, just kickstart your collection, man. Nope, That's nope. Not, he wants no. that well. The one global, <laughs> the global on that actually doesn't hurt its argument either. No. Yeah, like the global is so applicable is, to a lot of things. There is no too. downside to the Ring of Winter. It's yeah. two cost. It has a stupid overpowered ability and a, a special global to boot that helps you buy pretty much every dragon. The, the only thing I can think of that would make the Ring of Winter better on its own is if it had boomerang. <laughs> Max so like, two yeah, you dice. Get, you get to do it every single turn because it's got boomerang. <laughs> it, it is Max two dice in a double rainbow in draft. In a rainbow draft. <laughs> all right, guys. Um, thank you so much for arguing all your dragons. As you can see, there's so many dragons out there. Um, we want to hear what your favorite dragon is and who do you think the most right out of this um notice i didn't put myself in it because i can't pick favorite. that's like he picked pick the white the, one we all heard him pick yeah, the no. white dragon he no. said yeah, the yeah, white dragon um i like all of them <laughs> so shoot us an email double burst at ktdata.net or leave it on our facebook page facebook.com forward slash double burst blue eyes is right there too by the way yeah i just want to throw that's, that that's out. pretty good um, <laughs> so guys thank you so much and then a big shout out to courtney and ashley who are just sitting here too watch, listening to us nerd out i appreciate it um so I will talk to you all later. And that's it for this episode of the Double Burst Podcast. We would love to hear from you guys. How have you used some of these new Tomb of Annihilation globals? And what's your favorite T&D dragon? Shoot us an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net, or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. Check out doubleburst.com for past episodes, places to subscribe, and cool player resources. Make sure you guys check out the KO Kings Etsy shop at etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash KO Kings Corner. Find some really cool customized Dice Master stuff there. It's etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash KO Kings Corner. So hope all of you guys have a Merry Christmas or just a day off from work. And until next time, my friends, may your dice rolls be ever in your favor. Mm-hmm.